What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, this is Chevy here. As always, you guys could follow me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Please give us a follow at Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter. We've got an intern team working out content on social media. They're doing a wonderful job. The graphics are on point a lot better than what I can do. Please give us a follow, like, comment, let us know what you think. But what's popping right now? It's the 2021 NBA playoffs, the conference finals. We're down to the last four. And the last four teams have not won a championship since the 1976-1977 ABA-NBA merger. So one team's going to go home with a championship and going to break a very horrible dry spell. That's awesome. That's great. I'm here for it. I'm not complaining. But I'm complaining about a couple things. And one of those is the Utah Jazz, who have been arguably to me the best defensive team in the regular season all season long. Rudy Gobert is a defensive player of the year. And there's Donovan Mitchell, who absolutely I love. He's growing before our eyes. And you blow a 25-point lead in the second half. In an elimination game, you just can't do that. What? What's even worse, I watched Sunday night, a 6'10 point guard afraid to go to the free throw line, so he passes off the ball, a wide open dunk that he's probably done a million times in his life. Anyways, let's just get to talking about this nonsense that we're watching here in the NBA, plus some of the good, of course. All right, without further ado, it is Mr. Ben Barry of Sixers Talk here in the building. Ben, what's up, man? This is all deja vu, man. I know, man. Three times in less than a week. I'm doing good. I'm one of the few people in Philly right now that's happy, that's enjoying life. Good. I'm working out. Life's good, man. I'm glad. I'm good to hear that. You know, we always start the show off here with NBA moods, man. So speaking of, uh, you know the drill here, man. So we will present something something that happened over the last week. Hopefully it's good, though, for you, Ben, now that you're in a good mood. Do you have a moment in the last, I don't know, two weeks of the NBA that describes how you feel right now? Yes, I do. And for any... Philadelphia fans, any Sixers fans listening, I'm sorry. It was unintentional comedy for me. That's the mood I'm going with. Something that's not supposed to be funny, but is. Ben Simmons passing up that dunk and then passing the ball to Matisse Stiebel. My mood is unintentional comedy. A lot of people was like, what are you doing? They yelled at the TV. If they were there in person, they yelled at, out loud at him. I started laughing. If that's not supposed to be funny, but it was funny to me. My mood is unintentional comedy. <laughs> it <laughs> it really was funny to me too, man. I laughed at the TV. I just, I mean, all right, we've talked about it. Go check out Sixers Talk. I was on there twice this past weekend. Uh, ben had me working some overtime, which I enjoyed, man. It was great, <laughs> but <laughs> disappointed that the Sixers didn't move on. And for the sake of our bracket challenge, because Ben is one of the competitors in the bracket challenge. Uh, Robbie Gabe's not here, obviously, with us today, but you know we we have succeeded uh, moving up in the rankings there. Although Ben, you know, I think you're who did you pick to win the championship this year? The Lakers, right? Oh, I, I picked the Lakers to beat the Nets. Oh man! Once the yeah. Lakers got knocked out early, I was like, "There's no reason I should win this." And after round after round, I was still in first. I was like, "Yo, how am I still in first? Yeah. Well, um, you know, for me, I'll go into my mood real quick too, Ben. I feel, I feel like, and this is, you know, no offense, Ben. I feel like, I feel like the Hawks, man, the underdogs, feeling very underdogish lately. Um, and 
I, you know, I, I think that, you know, you back up your game and you, you play the game. Um, so yeah, I've always kind of had like an underdog. So I like seeing underdogs win. Although I'm a realist like you and Gabe sometimes that there's certain things that are going to happen. Like they're probably not going to, you know, win the series, the next series, but we'll, we'll talk about that soon here, Ben. But yeah. The fact that, Hey, I, li- I like your mood. I respect it. The Hawks and the seven, well, wow. Nine years, I guess, since the Sixers started the process until now. The Hawks have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals, blown it up, rebuilt it, and returned to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, underdog, I respect it. Optimist, I respect it. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I think so, man. You know, for, for the direction that they're headed right now, we'll, we'll talk about that series. But, yeah, this is going to be a fun show here. We've got a round of shoot our past, take Ben Barry down uh, in a round. And we also will talk about the studs and duds of the uh, uh, conference semifinals round there before we get into a preview here as well. Uh, with the conference finals games. Obviously, there's one series underway uh, by the time of this recording and another one starting up on Wednesday night uh, that will not feature your Sixers, Ben. But the end of the show, we have uh, a special edition of all NBA teams, uh, Choke Artist Edition. So I'm excited for, to hear yours, Mr. Bear. So you guys want to stick around for that here. Um, and also, Ben, plug yourself, man. Where can the people find the Sixers talk at, man? Sixers Talk is everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, anywhere you get a podcast, Amazon, Google. You can also watch the video on YouTube. Since Gabe was there, you're a fan of the Shooter Pass. You get Shooter Pass on Sixers Talk. We did two episodes, one Friday, one Sunday night. Yes, it's usually me and Danny Pommels, also Noah Levick, a writer at NBC Sports Philadelphia, Sixers Talk. You can, that's, that's where you get the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Letter I as an indigo, M as a Mary, Ben Berry. I am Ben Berry on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet me. Don't slide into my DMs. Chop it up. And uh, you you had spilled the beans, man. Your, your birthday is coming up. Maybe people can you know, drop you some Cash App or something. Cash App. Again, I am Ben Berry. You know what? I'm turning the big. You know what? Send me money for how old I'm turning. Since I'm turning 50 years old, send me 50. <laughs> oh, man, man. You, you are. I, you are unintentional comedy, man. I thought about saying like 100. I was like, yo, that's pussy. <laughs> job, job is these. Birthday's next week, Tuesday, right? Tuesday. All right. So, if people, you're getting payday Friday. We'll, we'll you start seeing the things coming through Friday, Ben. Bet, yes, I appreciate it. Everyone, send me birthday money. Shoot or pass. Ben Barry of Sixers Talk here in the building. Let's go ahead and get into a round of shoot or pass here, Ben. Uh, you've been on the show before here, but to refresh your memory and our listeners, I will read a statement. If we agree with the statement, we'll shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we'll pass. <laughs> the first one here, Ben, uh, don't burn those jerseys just yet, Philly. Uh, the Ben Simmons' trade value has plummeted so much that he'll be stuck with the Sixers next season. Shoot or pass, Ben. I'm, oh, this is a tough one, starting off strong. I'm going to pass, and this is why. And it sounds dumb because I suspect that every front office personnel in the league also has cable and TNT, so they that malfunction and uh, just implosion of Ben Simmons. But a year ago, I thought Al Horford's contract was impossible to move. And Daryl Morey came in and moved it on draft night. He pulled the impossible. I know he had to give up, I believe, a second-round pick to do it. But he got it done. 
I think there's enough people in the league to think they can salvage uh, Ben Simmons and fix whatever is going on there. I, I'm going to shoot this. Uh, no, I'm going to pass this one. I think Daryl Morey can move Ben Simmons' contract and just give him a fresh start somewhere else because I believe too much damage has been done here in Philadelphia. It's like a relationship where you like both people, but and they're great, but they don't get along too well or they don't bring out the best in each other. It's just best, better for each partner, each side to walk away. And I think that's what it is for Ben Simmons and the Sixers right now. Go get separate with each other the best. Right. You know, it's it's interesting, too, because I, I would agree, too, that uh, I'll pass with you, Ben, because I don't think I, I, I agree. I feel like if Maury, Maury can move that con. I think that the NBA is full of surprises, man. It's full of shit sometimes with these trades. But I think that we could see a possibility of somebody biting on Ben Simmons. He's still great defensive talent either way, man. So, you know, just got to figure out maybe a new scenery is better for him. But I agree with you on that one. Uh, next one here, man. Shoot or pass. Of the teams with head coaching vacancies right now, the Dallas Mavericks are the most appealing destination based on their current roster. Ben, shoot or pass? Pass. This is why I'm passing. I don't know the guy's name. I just know everyone is leaving Dallas because I I, don't, I think he's an analytics guy. Oh, you got Rick Carlisle. He left. Uh, Donnie Nelson got fired, who helped build the team up. Luca allegedly isn't happy there. Don't know how true that is, but usually where there's smoke, there's fire, and it seems like a lot of people are not getting along. I can't remember the guy's name. I should look this up before we started recording. So I, if Luke, well. Porzingis wants to be treated like a second star, which although he hasn't played consistently like a second star, got the reports that Luka's not happy. So who knows how long Luka would be there. That's why I'm passing on the Mavericks being the their head coach op opening being the most attractive. I'm going with the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I know their bench is depleted. I know Marcus Smart is a gnat at a barbecue and just an irritant but he's good at what he does. They just got Al Horford back. I don't know what to make of that. He just didn't fit here in Philadelphia, but I'm going with the Boston Celtics as the most attractive job opening right now on the market. Agreed. Hands down. Yeah, I have to agree with that too. And I, I would want to play, or coach for a Brad Stevens-led uh, organization. And also, hey, man, shout out to James Jones, executive of the year. That's That's impressive, man. I love that. I love that for the uh, the Suns. We'll talk about them soon. But on the terms of coaching jobs, I agree with that. Boston, hands down. I'll pass on this here. Uh, and by the way, that name is, uh, I can pronounce maybe the last name, but like Volgaris is the last name. The first name looks like it's pronounced Haralabos Volgaris, a former professional gambler. Oh, there uh, we go. <laughs> turned uh, director of quantitative research and development for the Dallas Mavericks. Like Mark Cuban just pulled that title out of his ass and just basically gave him this position like that, huh? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, and if he, if he's the cause of it, I mean, it's weird, bro. It's a weird it's a weird toxic mess there in Dallas. So, yeah, I think some coaches I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the race there for the coaching race for sure. Uh all right, Ben, let's move on here the uh shooter pass the next one. The Nets rightfully got what they deserved for building a super team. Uh, so they should be considered the biggest bust of the season for not winning the championship. Shooter pass. I got a pass on that as well. Two or three stars got injured. Um, 
I think this Sonoran Super Team is overused. Um, for the most part, you're not winning a championship unless you have two uh, stars, two all-stars. The last team to do it without two all-stars was the, what, 2011 Mavericks with Dirk Nowitzki. Um, I think you need you need two all-stars to win a championship for the most part. That's a basic formula. It's fortunate that those guys just got injured, whether it's Harden's hamstring, he's out there on one leg. Kyrie rolled his ankle, high ankle sprain. Um, so it'd be different if they played and lost. I feel like that just that wording would be different and would change the question. But since they just got injured, like now nah, I can't say too many people like really deserve to get injured. It's an unfortunate event. Agreed. Yeah, man. And the thing is about this is that it sucks because now they get the caveat of uh, you know, the injuries. Uh, and put that little asterisk, okay, well, KD did play for this team, but the team wasn't fully healthy. But, yeah, you know, the two all-star thing, I'm, I'm down for that. I agree. And it's kind of like the criteria I've adhered to. So I am going to pass on this one here. They're not the biggest bust, really. Uh, to ask you this on the spot, Ben, do you have a biggest bust of the season so far? I mean, it has to be where I'm currently in Philadelphia. I mean, it, I don't think that's a question, Nate. Last year, it was built for the playoffs. The regular season didn't matter. This year, they made the adjustments, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the coach who has dropped the ball repeatedly. Ben Simmons still didn't develop a jump shot or any type of offensive game. Forget the jump shot. He just looks scared to death on the offensive end of the uh, – yeah. in crunch time. And Tobias Harris is still a fake superstar, like a fake all <laughs> all-star yet in his career so yeah like it, it has it has to be them still um i know the lakers they they got knocked out early but they were dealing with injuries um yeah it, it has to be it has to be the sixers the sixers all right man hey you're the right guy from sixers talk mr ben barry he says their biggest bust all right Shooter pass. Devin Booker is the best player left in the 2021 NBA playoffs. How you feeling about D-Book, my man? Oh, my! I've always enjoyed watching D-Book play. I just wasn't sure, like, because he played great, but he was also on a bad team for practically his entire career. So, and you really don't know. Someone can look good, but you don't know what happens until they're in big moments. Will they fold under pressure? Will they be the same person? Will they elevate? And a lot of the things I've thought or a lot of things I wondered about have been answered, practically all of them. He has it. Like, definitely he's not just a scorer. Like, he can do it. And I am shooting. He is the best player left in the playoffs. And that's no shade to Giannis. Kawhi Leonard is injured right now. Um, He could give him a run for the money. We're going to get to Paul George. Uh, next, but right now, Devin Booker is the best player left in the playoffs. I, I'm shooting too, man. I gotta agree with this because look, man. Uh, I know Giannis bring maybe is in the conversation, uh, and then across the pond, you know, in LA for for um, you know, Phoenix right now in the series. We're are we gonna watch Devin Booker? I'll play Paul George, and if so, he's it's gonna prove our points here in this series and especially without Kawhi though. But yeah, I agree. Definitely Kawhi. If he can come back and be healthy a hundred percent, but hands down. Yeah, man, there's no way that uh, Devin Booker to me 
uh, it should no longer be questioned or overlooked. I mean, without Chris Paul in game one, 40, what is it, triple double, 43 points? I mean, unreal, man. So yeah, D book, he's the best left in the playoffs. Uh, speaking of, you said we're going on the playoff P here. So playoff P is back, and we cannot deny him of this name, even if he fails to sail the Clippers to the finals. Shoot a pass on that, Ben. Pass. This is why I'm passing. Before anyone mm-hmm. a hater, I refuse to call people by nicknames they gave themselves. <laughs> that includes Paul George. You're not getting, no. Nicknames you gave yourself, no. Um, I know it's probably, I'm not sure if it's you or Gabe, who's the big Kobe Bryant fan. Kobe Bryant gave himself the nickname Black Mama, so I just, I don't call people by nicknames they call, give themselves. So Playoff P is not back. There's only going to take one bad game before the pandemic P jokes start coming out again or people recycle that Gatorade out of nowhere. Um, Playoff P ain't back because he never was here. It's, it's his own nickname. All right, all right. Yeah, so regardless, well, what about if he does get to the chip, man? You know, the finals. It goes to the finals without Kawhi. You think so? If he goes to the if he goes to the finals without Ka- Kawhi, maybe. But like, maybe. All right. It, it makes me sound like a hater. It's just going to take one bad game before the jokes start again. It's, it's true just, though. You're how right. fair or unfair that is, but that's the reality of it. Yeah, you know, I, and I had similar thinking too. I was like, look, did he even earn the name back? You know, do do we do we give him the name back? And if we didn't, then you kind of have to basically. You know, on this for the purpose of shooter pass, uh, you know, basically pass on this because he's, you know, he's not even back, you know, in a sense, I guess, Ben, we can agree with that. But I mean, you know, like you're right, you said one bad game. Uh, I can agree with that. Although, I don't know, man. If he takes him to the finals, it's, it's kind of what you wanted to see from Kevin Durant. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that there, there in a little bit um, for our duds uh, section as a preview. But, Ben, let me ask you here, man, in regards to, like, the Clippers, though, real real quick. Um, and we're going to talk about the series here. But with Paul George, though, man, do you feel like his availability is something that – I know Kawhi is such a great player and he's incredible, man. But I think about availability, like, times like this. Paul George is always an available guy. If, he, if, if you know, you're the owner and you're like, hey uh, – Steve Ballmer, he says, hey, man, you know, Paul, I'm going to keep you instead of Kawhi and let Kawhi go. Would you feel content with that as an owner? Ooh, if I would not make that move. Uh, Kawhi hasn't looked healthy, like completely healthy since before the Raptors run. Right. I don't know what happened in San Antonio if he didn't listen to their trainers or if they mismanaged the injury. He has not looked like completely healthy for some time now. And I think that's just something that that's going to be him moving forward. Um, Paul George, I've seen him what it looks like when he's the number one on the team. And they've gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals twice, that Pacers team, back-to-back yeah. here, picked out by the Heat. Uh, he had a stellar supporting cast with Lance Stevenson. Danny Granger was there for uh, a while. He was coming back from the injury. But David West, Rory Hibbert, before he flamed out. Ooh. NBA completely changed, right? Uh, yeah. George, uh, George Hill, like Paul George is the best player on that team. And I you know what it is if he's the best player on the team. Uh, and that's not shade. Like, I, I don't think a lot of teams are going to go far if 
like Paul George or someone of that caliber is the best player of the team. Um, I think his your best option if you have Paul George is for him to be a two or maybe a three. Uh, that might sound harsh, but his greatest contribution is for him to be a three and D guy. Uh, he can carry the load, but I don't think that's going to get you into a championship. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, is that we saw that when he did have those bad games next to Kawhi, is that, you know, if you're going to, if he's going to be a number two, though, it's like you got to be a good number two. Like, can't be, you can't half ass the thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even him being a number two was just a little disappointing. So, I mean, I don't know. It's the dynamics of the team, but uh, it obviously, you know, they have given themselves a chance. So they li- live for another series here, kind of a little shocking way. Uh, and, you know, by the way, I didn't get your commentary. I don't think we'll talk about this later on, but. How about the how about the the Utah Jazz man just blowing that lead twenty five point lead in the second half, dude? And this was the best one of the best defensive teams in the NBA all season long. Defensive player of the year, <laughs> twenty five point lead. Uh, they lost by how was it like twelve or did, I don't. Know. I believe I believe yeah, it was just Terrence Mann was seven of ten from the three point line, and so it. That's on Quinn Snyder, similar to how um, the Sixers being knocked out, uh, Ben Simmons, then um, Doc Rivers. But the coaching aspect was they Roy Hibbert can't guard on the perimeter. Um, that's an argument that I've heard here all year with ben, why Ben Simmons should be the defensive player of the year. But Roy Hibbert, the advanced analytics, say he's the best player in the league. Just It sucks for him that he just got exposed in the playoffs that, well, we all knew it, but the Clippers just took advantage of it and just kept going to that well. And Quinn Snyder, he should have made the adjustment of taking him out the game um, because that's how they lost. And I know it's easy to play 2020 as uh, hindsight is 2020 and all that, but because someone gave the example of the Spurs heat in the finals the first year when Pop took Tim Duncan out of the game. He got got a rebound after LeBron's missed three. Chris Bosch got the rebound, passed it out to Ray Allen. He hits the th- game, goes overtime. Uh, they won game six, end up winning game seven. So hindsight is 2020, but I feel like if something keeps happening, whether it's you're getting beat on a pick and roll or someone's cutting, someone's just hitting open shots, you, you have to do something to adjust it. I'm a big combat sports fan. And I think anyone could know if you're in a fight that someone keeps on jabbing you, you have to do something so that doesn't keep happening. You have to make adjustments. Quinn Snyder didn't make the adjustment. That's why the Jazz are at home. Out of the remaining four teams in the playoffs, the Suns have the best chance of becoming a dynasty. Ben, shoot or pass on that? I am shooting. I was going back and forth on this since you sent me uh, this rundown, and I wasn't sure. But the Suns are young. They have Devin Booker. Uh, Chris Paul is there. I'm sure he's passing a lot of knowledge on to that young uh, roster. They have DeAndre Ayton. You know who he looks like? You've seen White Man Can Jump before, right? Yeah. He looks like Raymond from White Man Can. <laughs> got the gun. That's exactly who he looks like. But, uh, no, I have the Suns have the best chance to build a dynasty. I know the Bucks have been good for years now, and they've been like – right there trying to advance, make it to the finals. But DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, they have uh, some veterans that can pass down knowledge. 
and uh what um what wow i'm about to say jermaine jones uh is done from the uh james jones position yeah it's just been phenomenal so yeah yeah i gotta agree man uh because you know i wrote something on baselinetimes.com here uh last couple days about just kind of having fun with this because you know these these are the first teams first four teams that will win a championship since the uh, NBA ABA merger, right? So that statistics been floating around all over social media. It's it's going to be it was just fun to know because sometimes what happens in the league here is that these are the moments where you do you know some of these guys get a taste of victory and winning and they want it again, right? And that's just jump starting a dynasty. And whether or not maybe they don't win back to back championships and we're talking maybe two years from now, Ben, we're doing a podcast and we're talking about Devin Booker winning. Or having a better chance to win a you know a championship again, right? With maybe Chris Paul's last leg, right? So just things like that, I could definitely see. You're right, Devin Booker to me, man, just is the biggest deal. But yeah, I think the Bucks are such a close second. It's just ah, the Chris Paul thing, man. The knowledge. I feel like Chris Paul's best option here is to cr- start creating a dynasty here, retire and do something with, under James Jones for a while. You know, it's not kind of mentor the guys. Maybe he even comes a coach, and. Just build a dynasty, and, and I I wouldn't be mad for Suns fans, man. For Arizona, I wouldn't be upset if the dynasty gets created here this decade for you. So for that, I will shoot. Shout out to the Suns. Nice. Before we move on, I don't know why I couldn't get James Jones' name off the tip of my tongue, and I said Jermaine Jones. He's an executive of the year, deserves more respect. I should have knew. My bad, <laughs> listeners. My bad. I promise that's basketball knowledge. All right, let's talk about our series X factors here for the conference finals really quick, Ben. We'll get into a little bit of our predictions. I know we did drop some on the Sixers Talk podcast uh, recap in Game 7 here. Just, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more knowledge about the Suns and Clippers, though, as they get into Game 2 here. Um, let's talk about that series here. What are, you know, what you got? X factor series prediction? Give us what you got. Oh, X Factor. Woo! And I feel like this is easy or a cop-out, but is it Chris Paul for the Suns? Because they won a game without him playing. Uh, He's not expected to play uh, game two. And so if he came back, I feel like it's definitely him. Like, a lot hinges on him playing. But since I feel like that's the cop-out, Mikel Bridges. He's the 3 and D guy. I think he's playing his role well. If he if he does his job, I feel like the Suns will advance. Um, for the Clippers, it's got to be Terrence Mann. He has to do what he did in Game 7 moving forward, especially if Kawhi continues not to play. But those are my X-Factors for the Western Conference. I'm taking the Suns in six. And I, as I said that, I wasn't fully confident or comfortable with it, but I'm going Suns and six. Kelbridge is the X factor for the Suns. Mm, that's a good, yeah, that's a real good one, man. You know, for me, I I'm actually going to just their just their role players in general, like Bridges, uh, Crowder is going to always show up in my opinion. Uh, but the young guys, Cam Johnson and Cameron Payne, these are these are the guys that basically just need to do their job. You put it very well in that sentence there because. The rest is going to figure out. D-Book's going to lead you. DeAndre Ayton is going to do what he does best. To DeAndre Ayton, to me, hasn't really shown me any signs that he has not learned a thing. Like, this man has grown up very quickly, right? And so, and he has his moments. But, I mean, they can leave him on the floor and trust him out there. And it's it's incredible. Um, so, for those guys are going to be there and do their thing, right? They understand. 
they play at a high level. But these role players is very important. And I think it's really cool to see if Chris Paul had that influence, how it has translated to them. So they're they're gonna be the biggest X factor to me collectively. But Mikhail Bridges is definitely one of the biggest ones. Um I'm going Suns and Six too, man. Great minds think alike. Uh for in the conference. Oh, it's a little tougher. Wow, who would can I for the Hawks? I think it goes down to Bodanovich and Kevin Herter. They Bodanovich, yeah, he was injured definitely in it showed during towards the end of the series, but they just won a game seven with Trey Young shooting five or twenty-three off of the redhead Kevin Herter's back. And after after the game seven, he said, He hasn't brought me this far just to bring me this far. So Young Bull not he sent the Sixers home. Then in his press conference, he got on a pulpit and started preaching. So I'm going Kevin Herter for the X Factor for the Hawks. For the Bucks, man. Let's go. Let's go. Drew Holiday and starter, I know, a good defensive player, but it's going to be on him to slow down Trey Young. Um, and he doesn't have the massive size advantage that Ben Simmons had over Trey Young. Uh, Drew Holiday is still a – he's a good player. He's been a good player in this league for a long time. But if he slows down Trey Young and put the clamps on him, I think that's the advantage for the Bucks. My serious production – I'm doing Bucks and five because they're not going to play around with a less talented team like the Sixers did. All right, man. So I definitely agree with the Milwaukee X factor there, but I think Drew Holiday is is very important. Yeah, defensively, like you can't just do what Ben Simmons did uh, towards the end of some of these games or whoever was in front of him. Like, just don't give him space, right? But I, I've seen, I saw, you know, how Drew Holiday was kind of chasing around some of the guards for. Uh, the Nets, and I think I have a confidence in him, but he, that, that's going to be huge. Um, for Atlanta, I think the bench, the bench scoring has, and it depends on the bench. So what's really interesting is that Nate McMillan decided to start Herter, uh, what, the last four games of that series against Philadelphia. And so if he, if that's going to be standard moving forward, I, you're going to need, I think, to combat a little bit of what Milwaukee does with Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Gianna scoring at will if he does in this series. Those are the kind of things that you need a bench to supplement you if maybe Bogdanovich is not having the greatest night shooting. Uh, I'm expecting this to be a little bit different of a series for Atlanta. There's something they'll, in my opinion, and, and I don't want to say this, man, Ben, and have to eat my words, but whatever, fuck it. Look, I think the, this is the best defensive team that the, the Hawks are going to face, and it's just a little bit different vibe than the last couple of series. So I don't know, man. Atlanta, I'm saying I'm saying the Bucks in 5-2, unfortunately. But like it, the I people like know it. where to find us, Ben. You know because ATL, man, they're a little. Oof, they were, they were out there Sunday, man. They uh, <laughs> they have a like a complex where they just have to. Well, I think a lot of fan bases do, but Hawks fans, Atlanta, they just felt like they were being disrespected and call it's you true, a casual man. if they don't believe in their team. I'm sure every <laughs> base does, but they. The Hawks fans were all over the Sixers Talk podcast on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. I saw the comments and 
team won. Nick McMillan was a better coach, but yo, the Cinderella story is over. I <laughs> bet I think there's a comment that said the black guy picked against the Hawks, of course. Like, what does that mean, bro? <laughs> what does that mean, bro? Like, yeah, it, yo. He's a Sixers fan. Why? <laughs> Insane, oh, like, yeah. I love the internet, dude. Yeah, that's the greatest thing, man. Studs and duds. Let's talk about some studs and duds here of the conference semifinals. So the second round of playoffs only here. Uh, let's talk studs first, man. Who did you like in the second round? Who did I like in the second round? Donovan Mitchell Ball. He played great in the second round. It was so long ago that we forgot – the MVP, Nikola Jokic, put up a 30-20-10 triple-double. But since his team was decimated by injuries, they went home in four. Uh, Shout-out to the Suns and Four fan and the guy that got beat up that was wearing the Nuggets jersey. But uh, the Joker played well. Donovan Mitchell played outstanding. Um, Kevin Durant, if he wore a shoe because he, he wears a size 17, he plays in a size 18, and if he wore his right shoe size, the Nets might actually be in the conference finals right now. He probably in the conference finals. Uh, so he was a stud. It was we saw some amazing play in the conference semifinals. Uh, my, you want to go first? Or you want to hear my duds? Yeah, man. Uh, let's. I'll, I'll tell you my stud real quick. I just got one. I, I just want to give the flowers and the roses to Giannis Antetokounmpo, man. Uh, to uh, this is the, this is what happens in the NBA when you grow up and you want to go win a championship. He came out before, you know, whatever part of the season said, you know, I don't care for the awards. I don't care for the MVP, the defensive player of the year. All right, Giannis, but, you know, your, your last couple of playoff runs have been eh. And, you know, you were a 60-win team last season in the bubble, loss of the heat. You know, what's going on, man? But these are the moments here as NBA fans, as an NBA fan for me, Ben. I love to see this kind of stuff. I would have loved to see, honestly, Kevin Durant win the championship this year that's my low-key like darkest secret right now i'm exposing it to the world i would i wanted and i preferred kevin durant just lead this nets team by himself to win the championship but that didn't happen um giannis could do it and 31 31 point i'm sorry 31.9 points per game in the series 13 rebounds a game uh one block a game and shooting 57 percent from the field i mean some of the some of the times he's criticized throughout the series man about his you know, oh, you're you're shooting three too much three point shots. He went one for eight in one game. You know, whatever it was, well, whatever, man. You 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 just stood up next game and you gave it your all. I mean, and to do this against uh, a Kevin Durant team, bro, it's it's unreal. I mean, the last two games, they were thirty points, forty points. I mean, these are closeout games for Giannis. Um, so, kudos to you, Giannis. Duds, man, who you got? Who didn't you like? Oh, uh, before I get to my duds, I thought. All my studs were guys that are home now. Uh, we're including guys that are still playing. Yeah, we can still include Paul them. George, Giannis, Trey Young. Uh, I can go on and on. All right. My duds, I hate to say it, and it's, it's unfair, but if you're out there, if you're healthy enough to play, you're healthy, healthy enough to play better. James Harden. Oh. Whoa. James Harden. Um, wow, Doc Rivers, Rudy Gobert, and you know who I'm finishing with, the guy that wanted to be the defensive player of the year here in Philadelphia. I, yeah. I don't know if you know this, three years ago, Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba, 
and I know I said the whole thing about self giving offered him advice on how to fix his his shooting and offered to help him personally, and he said, nah, I'm good. Ben Simmons, dud. You pass up a dunk in a game seven, a wide open dunk in crunch time, dud. He's the dud of duds. <laughs> Dude, I felt the I felt the passion there, Ben. Wow, that was really <laughs> You know, I just saw that video on, on Instagram roaming around. And that is crazy, bro. That's nuts. Kobe Bryant told you that. You want to know what everybody else who listens to Kobe Bryant's doing right now, Ben? Playing in the still. <laughs> Giannis, he went and did what he got his MVP. D book, <laughs> Trey Young. I mean, come on. Oh, that was good, Ben. I love that, man. But uh, dud for me, man. It, I really had to go in on James Harden. I'm not even going to talk about his numbers. I don't care what the hell he did in the semifinals, bro. He comes, okay, he's hobbled. He's on one leg. Boo-hoo, man. Like, the the, the basketball style he plays. I, these refs better be calling this nonsense or giving these stupid fouls, whatever it is they decided on when he starts kicking his feet out and stuff. I'm tired of that, man. And to see, I felt like he messed up a perfect opportunity for Kevin Durant uh, to watch him go on and, and win a championship for himself. Uh, for once and for all, he ruined it with his boneheaded plays down the stretch. I think in game uh, five, it was one of those games. And it's it's ugly, man. I don't care for James Harden. I don't, you know, honestly, Ben, I don't even know what James Harden's basketball like game looks like anymore. Like it just it's been removed from me. I, I just I'm annoyed at his game. He's my dud. Fair enough. He's still not a worse dud than Ben Simmons. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, you guys need to check that out, man. That Sixers Talk episode. I mean, just, I don't know, Ben. Like, if we go back to that really quickly, the, the whole trade thing, man. <sighs> if Daryl Morey can pull it off, I'd be impressed, bro. I'd be impressed, but we'll see. I don't know. I think you give it one more year and go for the 2022 free agency pool. Here's the problem with going one more year. Because if you watch the reaction of when he passed the dunk up, and pass it. Oh, yeah, I guess. You see the reaction of Joel Embiid. You see the reaction of Seth Curry. Yeah. Like, we here can say, like, oh, you run it back. Like, what does that do to the locker room if those guys are like, yo, he quit on us? Or, like, yeah. he doesn't have it. Like, he doesn't have that want to. And Embiid is up for a Supermax contract. And I know he has a couple more years left on this deal, but if I got to stick here and you wasted my prime years because this guy doesn't want to shoot, why do I want to stay here? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, yeah, locker room dynamic important. Yeah, absolutely. Starting five. All right, Ben, let's round out the show here. Last segment of the show for you today will be our all-time top NBA choke artist. Um, your all-NBA choke artist team, my man. Speaking of... Coming off the last conversation there. Oh, so, oh, top five. I made a starting five. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's perfect. Top five. Um, I feel bad for making this guy the shooting guard, but, I mean, we saw what happened with the Raptors once he left. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, phenomenal player. It just has yet to get it done. The point guard is Ben Simmons. We've Went over that at a nauseum so far. And if you listen to the Sixers Talk podcast as well, the last two episodes, we went over that at nauseum. 
My center is Patrick Ewing. I know people that are still upset uh, about the the bunny layup that bounced out. My, you know what? I'm gonna move Demar Derozan to the small forward. Um, my power forward, and that was a struggle to find a power forward that should be on this list. That someone that just truly uh, choked. Hmm. You know. You know, for for the jokes and giggles, I'm gonna move Ben Simmons to power forward. I'm pretty <laughs> my point guard, and here's why. I know his team is in the conference finals and a good chance. I just picked them to go to the NBA finals. And it's not choking as much as just bad luck. Well, there's just been injuries in the playoffs to his teammates or him. Man, it he just has the worst luck ever. Some of the worst luck in NBA history. So I'm a, he's not a traditional choker. It's just big games happen. He's not there. Ooh. I wanted to put James Harden here um, of his joke jobs, and he should be there. Um, so who do I take out? All right, I'm going to take – I'm taking Chris Paul back out. I know I'm backtracking. I know I'm backtracking. It's kind of fair, though, because I had the yeah, same thoughts. Yeah, the, the, it's, just, it's just real unfortunate luck. Um, ben Simmons, Patrick Ewan, DeMar DeRozan, James Harden, whether it was the NBA Finals – whether it's been when the Rockets have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, whether it's just getting injured this past uh, this past series and just not being able to show up, he's up there. And you know what? For shits and giggles, Latrell Spirell. Yeah, man, I, that's that's a good, that's a good top five. Yeah, that's solid. Um, you know, I was going through my it was, it was a little difficult too, man. Looking at this. You know, I I was kind of looking at some of the elites of the NBA, NBA awards, things like that, MVPs. And, and a guy that, like, for, like, a point guard for me, I think one of them would be, like, um, the, uh, Steve Nash for, like, a point guard for me. Like, in his playing career, great. I love Steve Nash, but, like, I, I don't know, man. They they kind of just, like, he was one of the best point guards in the, in the uh, league. And then... Uh, it's just his he's a regular season point guard, man. I feel like he choked. And then if you win back to back MVPs, like for me in my opinion, you at least gotta win a ring. I mean, Steph's got rings, right? Like, that's kinda like that's kind of my vibe to it. Um, shooting guard, James Harden, man, because yeah, he just you know, based on his playoff history, like he just he he just can't get over the hump there at all. Um you know, one of the one of the guys I actually thought about too for shooting guard back in the day was was Tracy McGrady. Um, <laughs> whatever team he was leading, Ben, he couldn't get out of the first round. That that was that's that's something to think about there. Maybe I could swap him to small four. Yeah, maybe the small four spot, maybe three spot. Um, all right, we'll we'll put T Mac there and uh, power forward. So <clears throat> this was a little controversial. I'm, I'm saying Dirt Nowinski in a sense. Ooh, um, we got to talk about this, <laughs> man. It's I looked at the Mavericks just showing up in some disappointing moments, like you know when they lost to. The Golden State Warriors in the first round. That's that's like a big choke job, man. Someone has to be blamed for that. And then, you know, he goes up, what, 2-0 in the 6 finals. I know, you know, the, the referees maybe had something to say about Dwayne Wade. But, you know, those are those are a couple opportunities because the Mavericks, number one seed, man. So, number one seed after they lost to the – so, all right, the 0-6 finals, 
The refer the officiating was awful. Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that nothing was up, especially after uh the referee that got arrested uh for uh, Yeah, Tim got Donahue. Uh, yeah. Tim Donahue? Yeah. Tim Donahue. Uh yeah. Officiated a handful of those games. The following year they got knocked out by the Warriors in the first round. But uh Don Nelson was the opposing coach and he used to coach the Mavericks. Yeah. So I think that played a role. I think yeah. Dirk doesn't get enough credit. I'm not telling you wrong, but this is my view of Dirk. I don't think he gets enough credit because if you look back at his teams, especially Steve Nash left, he never had like a good a like a good second option. It was always just, hey, we're gonna ride Dirk out. And even that championship team, the 2011 Mavs, like second best player was Jason Kidd, Jason Terry. Um Sean Marion was on that team. Uh, Sean Stevenson, Tyson Chandler, like solid players, but none of them should be, especially Jason Kidd at that stage of his career, shouldn't be your second best player or arguably your second best player. So, but I hear you like that 06 finals, even though I, I did officiating still stinks to me. I hear you in the first round playoff exit. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, but kudos, you're right about Dirk, though, because there was 11 straight seasons where the Mavericks didn't lose anything less than 50 games, man. And that's that's impressive, right? And the only other franchise that you would talk about is like the San Antonio Spurs doing that. So, like, that that's, he's he did, he really, I, I agree, it's just, man, like, choke artist moments. I think the 06 finals just kind of just, uh, just to put more fire, you know, into it, but. I would say that, you know, I, I would love to, you know, respect Derek. I definitely would do always. But if we're talking like choke artists, man, I mean, power forward was tough, though, man. Um, centers. Who was your center again? Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. That's really good, man. Because ah. he really just, he just couldn't do it. Hakeem has it. David Robinson has it. Yeah, I, I would I would say out of all the centers, I didn't really have one in mind, man. I'll be real with you because the centers, who centers just have been they've they've basically kind of gone away with the position. So you really have to think back to the nineties, early two thousands, man. Uh, yeah, I would say Patrick Ewing. You got to his all time choke. I don't think there's any other right. Like some of these guys went into the playoffs. Juan, Hakeem, Juan. Let's see here. Sean Kemp, man. How do you feel about Sean Kemp? Um, I feel like his uh, career was derailed by off the, off the uh, court issues. Well, I always thought uh, him power forward, though. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. He's more or less like a power forward. And Alonzo Mourning just kind of, you know, think, think about like true big-time centers of the NBA. Wow. Almost seems like every, all of these legendary centers have rings, man. It's like maybe that position needs to come back to life. Maybe, maybe. All right, Ben, that wraps up our show today. As always, you know, we give shout outs here at the end. Anybody you want to shout out to? Oh, who don't I want to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out Baseline Times, uh, Shooter Pass Podcast for having me on. Thanks, Chevy. Uh, shout out to Gabe and Robbie. I was looking forward to chopping it up with you guys. Y'all weren't here. I hope y'all doing good. Nothing but love. A uh, shout out to the other pods that's in the uh, bracket, our challenge that we're doing. Uh, don't remember them off, all of them off the top of my head, but 
seem like great dudes. Uh, shout outs to Danny Palmels, my co-host on Six Years Talk. Uh, Noah Levick, who also fills in. Shout out to my man, Paul Hudrick, from uh, Coming In For The Landing podcast. Great dude. Also want to shout out to, you know, people let me use their uh, they Netflix and they flew and whatnot. <laughs> Yo, shout out to them. I ain't going to say your names. I don't want you getting caught up by the feds or whatnot. But, you know, yeah, thank you for that. Um, again, thank you guys for having me on Sixers Talk Podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, wherever you get your podcast, you can watch it on YouTube. We have a good time. Um, yeah. Oh, shout out to uh, dude Chuck Styles, local artist here in Philly. Uh, does some real great work right now. He's working with Top Baseball. Um, he's releasing 19 baseball cards this year. The current one up right now is a Andrew McC- McCutcheon card. Phenomenal. I have the first seven cards. Uh, six of them have been delivered. Wait for the Andrew McCutcheon card to be delivered since that was just released. Uh, I have some of his canvas work. So shout out to Chuck Siles as well. That's what's up, man. Yeah, bro. And look, that the challenge, the podcaster challenge uh, basically is the scoreboard's live on www.baselinetimes.com. And what's awesome about this, Ben, is you're, you're I think you're still, uh, actually the lead has been taken from you um, at this point. So, you're still second place, though, man. So, I think for now. But we'll see, though, man. Something can happen. Maybe we can shake up the standings here in a little bit as these uh, conference finals wrap up and the finals start. Because we'll have bonus rounds, so you guys can check out the standings uh, and just kind of interact with uh, different podcasts there on our website. As always, guys, follow us at Baseline Times on Instagram, Twitter. As always, you can follow me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Come chat some NBA with me here. Uh, definitely, yeah, check out the Sixers Talk episode. Last couple episodes from this past weekend <laughs> as we talked about the Sixers and their offseason uh, with Mr. Barry here. And my shout-out goes out to my co-host only, Robbie Gabe. As always, you know, uh, the show is ours. So shout-out to you guys. And uh, Ben, you know Gabe always says word at every episode. I think you should take the honors tonight. Um, He always says word? Yeah, like like a very long like word like a very word. You gotta go I got you. Uh, before I say that, I forgot to drop my handles at I am Ben Barry on Twitter, Instagram, and also Venmo. If you want to send me anything for my birthday, that's I as an indigo, M as a Mary, Ben Barry. I am Ben Barry. You know what? This was the Shooter Pass podcast. I guess I don't know why I'm stealing your job and taking this out, but word.